Bob, I have a good eye doctor. Obviously, you need a new prescription and new glasses because if you're wearing that shirt, either your mirror is off or your eyes are off. That's all I got to say. It's about fashion, that. okay? It's fashion. Look it up. I Okay, guys, thanks and welcome. Uh, it's I80 Sports, and we are talking about soccer. We're just kind of spitballing today, Alex. Um, I'm your host, Bob. Sir Alex is here. Uh, Sir Alex, thanks for joining us. Good to be back. Can't wait to talk about soccer. It's been a crazy uh, week all around the world. It's a celebration, last day of school today. So, you know, I'm happy about that. We get to uh, kick back, relax, and read NFL stats. What else would you want to do all summer long? Um, of course, our NFL channel is is kind of kicking into high gear, doing our top 50. But here today, I'm here with Alex. We're just talking about some soccer. A little uh, little looser than usual. We don't have any predictions for you. Um, we do have rumors. Alex, that fun time of year again, you know what that is? Transfer season. Uh, transfer season will be upon us, and we're starting to get the rumors already. And we're going to start out with Atlanta. Sir Alex, do you want to take us there? Yeah, Barco, uh, teams are going to be one of looking at this kid. Atlanta only paid $15 million for him. He sparkled at the, uh, with the under, what, 20 World Cup, under 23 World Cup that just happened for Argentina. Yeah. And the Red getting, call, getting calls from, you know, Europe. Just like Al Marone, Atlanta's going to make a team, make a profit on his deal. Got a young South American player. And he's going to let him develop, process, sell to Europe, make a they profit. They will have a lot that. of funds to recoup. Um, $15 million they spent on him. So they definitely want to make most, if not all, of that back. They said, and this is uh, from Atlanta President Darren Eels, Barco will definitely be here until the end of the season. There's actually no doubt about that. So it looks like the book is closed now. It's going to be hard to get that $15 million price tag plus in the, the winter transfer. So I think he may even be there another full calendar year. Um, if they could sell him next summer, you know, that that's what they're looking for. Keep a player for a year and a half, make a profit on the sale. And where does that money go, Alex? Into another DP or give your DP the money like they did to Joseph Martinez, a contract extension. Either way, they, either way they make out. Absolutely, they're make they're all about making money. We know this is a business, and we 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 joke about it a lot. We're Red Bull supporters, but hey, that's the way it goes sometimes. Now, um, another big transfer, and I would say this one has maybe a three of ten chance of actually coming uh, to fruition. But Juan Fran rumored to be headed to Nashville. Yeah, Juan Fran to Nashville. Now, the Spain international and Atletico Madrid midfielder, thirty four years old. He was born in nineteen eighty five. He missed 21 games of the last two seasons, mostly with hamstring injury. But we talk about a lack of fullbacks in MLS and in U.S. soccer. We're going to talk about that problem a little later on. Juan Fran would have something to give to this Nashville squad, wouldn't he, Alex? Yeah, he's a veteran player, played in the you know best leagues in the world, Champions League experience. Uh, a little long in the tooth, but if you're going to build a team, especially expansion team, sell tickets, which you know Nashville will. They have, they're building a state-of-the-art stadium over there. Uh, might as well put a, uh, a veteran defender DP in the back to solidify the situation. You're not hemorrhaging goals your first year, like you saw in Minnesota the first year to enter the league. Absolutely. Juan Fran again headed um, possibly to Nashville. Again, I'd say 3 of 10 if I had to give it a number. We're kind of in that speculation mode. At this time in the year, everyone's tied to MLS. And this year, that includes Luis Suarez. Now, Beckham came out. Says he wants to get some names. Uh, Inter Miami is apparently uh, really kicking the wheels on this. There are already rumors of a possible four-year deal starting in 2020. 
Suarez is 32, so that contract would be his age 33 to 37 season. Luis Suarez, Sir Alex, David Beckham says it might happen, and he he knows he was the first real big, uh, he, he opened the DP door, if you will. Alex, what do you think about Luis Suarez? If he could go, if Miami could sign him, he would be a great thing. He would rip MLS part. This guy can, I, I don't care how old he is. I've watched him for years to play for Uruguay national team, Liverpool, Barcelona. And in uh, Barcelona since 2014, he has 163 games. Guess how many goals he has in 163 games? Uh, I would say over 100. 131. So he knows how to put the ball in the net. And he's hey. Messi. I mean, this guy, he's, he's his world class. I mean, I would say he's a world-class player. As a person, you remember the bite on the shoulder in the World Cup against uh, Chiellini, right, Giorgio Chiellini. Yeah, he's, he does. He's got a temper on this guy, but yeah, you know, he would so fit in Miami with the you know the, they have a South a South American uh, influence South American down influence there for sure. I mean that that would be a great signing for the league and David Beckham making a splash right off the bat. I could see I could see that happening really. Absolutely, in in 108 games for uh, the Uruguayan national team, he has 57 goals. There is. One other Uruguayan national that plays in MLS, and that's Nico Ladero. And he's doing pretty well too, Alex, right? He's a good player. I mean, that's a good place to recruit players if we want to sign somebody. Uruguay has been a, a force and always a threat in the World Cup and in the Copa America down south. Absolutely. Now, um, speaking about down south, speaking about Uruguay, Dennis Hamlet from Red Bull is on a trip. Um, he just finished up. Supposedly scouting in Germany and in some of Europe. Now he's going to Uruguay to look for uh, some, I guess, some players for Red Bull. Uh, that's what they. That's what scouts do, right? Now, my question to you: What 15-year-old is he going to bring back this time? I, again, you know, we so many rumors with this team, and nothing ever happens. We were rumored with the Romanian kid, the forward midfielder, last week. Now that's that. Now that's a no. You know, for all we know, Dennis Hamilton's going to sign some. 17-year-old Bolivian playing in Uruguay in fourth division we never heard of for like $2 million. Uh, you know, so that fits the mold. It fits the Jorgensen mold for yeah. sure on players we should not get too excited about. Now, it's not all doom and gloom around MLS because there is another rumor. Now, I'd put this one at maybe a 7 of 10 because it's been confirmed by the owner. Um, that is Mr. Uh, Precourt from the Precourt group. Chicharito could be seeing Austin as a possible landing place. Now, it seems like Chicharito, every MLS transfer window for the last 10 years, I, I hear this name. This is the guy. Oh, he's, he's really going to do it. He's going to come to the U.S. this time. Um, definitely has not been the case. He's been hanging around West Ham the last two years. Seven goals, three assists in only 25 games. Could use a change of scenery there, Alex. What do you think about uh, Chicharito? If Austin could get him, that would be a get, like, like the Suarez signing. He, this is a classic poacher. This kid can score. He always had it from Manchester United, and I think he went to Germany for Bayer Leverkusen. He played in Premier League. Uh, his resume speaks for himself. His resume, he, let's uh, talk two Premier League titles. CONCACAF Gold Cup winner 2011. Mexican Player of the Year 2010. CONCACAF Player of the Year. Gold Cup MVP. Uh, Gold Cup Golden Boot. Now, he has the big-time experience that you would look to build a franchise around. And, let's say it, Austin, 29% Mexican population. They're looking to pack the seats. Now, that doesn't seem to be a problem. Austin, they put out their season ticket uh, numbers, Sir Alex. Do you know where those were, like the 20 millions? 
I heard it was over twenty. They have over twenty thousand uh, season tickets sold already for a stadium that's still being built. They're looking for so, like the the twenty five thousand season ticket, which um, <laughs> that's it's quite a lot now. Um, that, that'll definitely be record setting. And if they could bring a Mexican star, a household name to the team, that's only gonna help things build. Um, he is playing. Uh, the Mexican national team also has uh, Jonathan Dos Santos and Uriel Antuna, and they'll you could watch them play in the Gold Cup this week. And that's a nice transition to a little Gold Cup coverage, and I want to talk about that exact player, Uriel Antuna, story of the week. He had a hat trick um, as Mexico blows out Cuba 7-0. Someone we've talked about on the show. I think you brought him up earlier as a player to watch. 21 years old, um, and... What does LA Galaxy not do well? They have the all-stars, they have the young guys, and it seems like every young guy they have is just a hit. And, and you know, the most important thing, and there's lots on Abraham, which has influence on this kid. The kid is only going to get better. He's going to, every trick in the book, learning from a master like Zlatan. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, a lot of good stuff in, in, in a bright future for sure. Um, out of Oriol and Tuna from Mexico. Of course, they won... Cuba 7-0. Now, if we go over and look uh, on this side of the Rio Grande, the U.S. has a game in, uh, I guess by the time you'll be watching it, it'll be tomorrow by the time you watch this podcast. Um, U.S. faces Trinidad and Tobago, which is going to be, um, could, could, could be an easy game, not, not, a, not a very strong opponent. And they blew out the U.S. Uh, Guyana, final score 4-0. And that's kind of a game we want to talk a little bit about because... With the lowered competition in this group stage, we haven't seen the best U.S. national team yet. And with injuries, it seems like it. it, it seems like we won't, Alex. It seems like we, we were all excited to see the best version of ourselves, and that might not come. Now, there were some bright spots. We do want to start out with uh, one of those, and that's Tyler Boyd. Two goals. He recently completed his FIFA transfer from New Zealand to play for the U.S. men's squad. He's 24 years old, comes from... The Turkish League. Now, I know you wanted to sound off a little bit, and I'm losing my voice, so why don't you take it away and talk a little bit about Tyler Boyd? Uh, I like what I saw. I want to see more. He had two goals in the game in the first half. He looked a little rusty, a little nervous. Uh, the kid makes good runs. He's uh, 20, only 24 years old. He has good vision. Uh, seems to see the open, hit the open man with a pass. He's quick for his, for his sizes. He has very good speed. And he, he, he wants to score. He wants to take guys on, which the Americans always lack in an attacking player. Uh, I definitely want to see more of him. And uh, this, you know, to mention what you were saying, the transition we want to see a lot less of is Jesse's artist. I, uh, Jesse's I want to artist. see a lot less Jesse's artist too. Now, I would like to say that it was not all great for Tyler Boyd. He did look a little squeamish at the beginning of the game. There were a couple of uh, of spots where the ball just, I think it was the end of the first half, the ball just landed dead at his feet and he skied it from 10 feet away, 30 feet over the net. I mean, it was really, really bad. But uh, you, you, we're going to try to push that out of our recent memory and, and hope for the best here. Zardes, how bad was he? It, all I see when I think of the Gold Cup, I just think of Zardes with his back to defenders, just getting wrapped up, asking for the ball to his feet, and just doing nothing with it. He hasn't scored until uh, he, uh, something bounced off his face and went in the net. It, it looked more embarrassing than the, you know his celebration was not uh, on point for that one. Zardes, why do we not like him? Oh, his first touch to me is like a cement foot. Uh, you know, he's not a classic finisher. 
Uh, he's Berhalter's guy from the crew. I think that's one of the reasons he's on the team. To me, this should be Josie Altador starting up there, or even Jordan Morris. Uh, Berhalter system. He knows the system. Again, he heard his word as a Rebel fan. The system, the system. Sometimes you have to play outside the system. Uh, I'm not a fan of Jesse Zarist. I don't think uh, you're going to go far as Jesse Zarist as your national team starting forward. We can talk about him fitting the system, but there is no system at which the striker doesn't put balls in the net. Uh, <laughs> like we can talk about uh, passing uh, and strategy. Uh, your your uh, job uh, is to score. Yeah, uh, inside the penalty area, unless he's one on you know uh, on a breakaway against a goalie, I have no confidence in getting open, putting a ball away. I mean, you know, in it's, this game, but in this game, I, I do, you know I should take a shot. Paul Ariola was very good. Very game. good. Uh, and defensively too let's not take that away running I've, up that wing i've been impressed with Ariola on this men's squad for for yeah. quite some time i talked about that during the, the the early spring camp during those spring uh february friendlies uh Ariola is one of those guys who i i, I don't think we do him justice because we kind of write him off as like oh he's an average mls player he plays pretty good no, he, he he was on point during this game for sure uh forcing a lot of plays i think he was on the the front of the cross that hit as hard as in the face and went into the net. Um, definitely good stuff there. We do want to touch on one of you know the players that's supposed to be one of the heads of the U.S. men's team for years and years to come, and that's Tyler Adams. Of course, he's out. He will not play any of these games. And Nick Lima filled in. Now, Sir Alex, in the past, I've been a little higher on Nick Lima, and you have been rock bottom on Nick Lima. How did Nick Lima perform against uh, Guyana? Against Ghana, he wasn't that bad. Again, the whole back four, I'm going to group Lima with the other three guys. Uh, we're not good in this game. Uh, and even the midfield, I'm going to let's put the back. Let's not, we just talked about the forwards. Let's talk about the midfield and the defense, especially in the middle of the park, where this team, Walker Zimmerman, Aaron Long, McKinney, and Bradley, gave the ball up in the middle of the park way too many times and too easily. Casual passes, not winning 50-50 balls, just total giveaways Absolutely. against any kind of good team, even in CONCACAF. A team like Jamaica, uh, uh, Costa Rica, Mexico, Canada are going to smoke you on the counter. This. this has to be cleaned up. Uh, you know, on the back line, I thought Aaron Long was a little rusty. He's been out with a hamstring injury. I was surprised how poor Walker Zimmer was. Again, a couple giveaways inside the penalty area. We got lucky to get out of there. Surprising for me because I, I think Walker Zimmerman's a very good player. Um, he had a bad game. I mean, everyone has a bad game. He had a bad game. Uh, you, know, you know, my thoughts on Tim Rio on the left-hand side, I get real scared. Uh, I just don't get how that's going to work because I looked at one, one of, I like to look at matchups. Now I know um, you're kind of more of a formation guy. I know a lot of people like to watch off the ball movements. I like the, the head to head. I think that comes from like my NFL days, like cornerback against wide receiver. And how great was it? Um, I, uh, Honduras, Jamaica, when Albert Elise was taking on, um, they had Kamara Lawrence on him the whole game. And like, they were just battling. They were fighting who, on this defense is going to be that guy to step up and take a player one on one because I don't I don't see it I don't see it from the fullbacks it's not going to be Nick Lima Nick Lima is going to get roasted like a uh, like he's Connor Laid uh, you know a fast winger is going to burn both sides Rim and Lima and whoever you decide to put out there again DeAndre Yedlin's out maybe or Tyler Adams is a, you know a spot on the right side is Yedlin the answer. He's fast. I mean, he, when I look at this squad, that that's kind of the answer to me. I don't like that being the answer, but that you know, could be. He wouldn't get burnt on speed. Playing the Premier League, he some of his defensive deficiencies covers up with speed. So if he gets burnt a little, he makes it up with speed. And he closes on the play. 
Uh, I like to see him. I mean, we need a faster back back there between Nick Lima and Tim Ream. A great winger is going to torch this defense out. And that's a really concerning as a U.S. national team member. If you look on the bench, we have guys like uh, Daniel Lovitz and uh, Reggie Cannon. Uh, these are not the answers. I'm sorry. I mean, this is, you, this is you alarming. Look at, and, and one of the things I've been thinking about during this, this what happened to Matt Miazga? Wasn't he like the next coming of the best center back to ever live? Like we were talking about, like he was gonna be the next like Paulo Maldini, and all of a sudden he's on the bench. He, he's not looking good. He's got to be up there with uh, Zimmerman and and Aaron Long as one of our our top three, and that would give you a little bit of size, right? Yeah, I mean, the Omar Gonzalez was also on the bench too. I think Miazik is probably behind him also. Uh, Going forward, you know, John Brooks is out. I think he would be starting for his national team in the back, probably with Aaron Long. I, I would assume under the top two guys back there. Uh, but they, this game, the defense was, they got to clean that up if they want to win this Gold Cup or even go far. And it, it was, you know, only because of Guyana, it was a shutout, a clean sheet. But there was many miscues in this game that a good team would have capitalized on and made him punish him. Absolutely. One thing I do want to point up, um, another bright spot for the U.S., for me, uh, and it's kind of falling under the radar. Weston McKinney, I think he just had a great game. He was all over the field. He 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 looks like he's going to be the future guy when 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 we need something to happen. He's going to okay, guys, I got it. Get on my back. Um, move up field. He's just he he can do it all, and he he just was really solid for me. Um, Weston McKinney, wh- what do you think about him on the field? Uh, he's going to be starting for the U.S. Nash team in eleven, one way or the other, going forward. To me, him and Tyler Adams are almost an identical type player. Uh, they play the same way, same intensity. Uh, their teams need them just as much. National team and club teams, yeah. when they're on the field, the team is much better when they're on the field than when out. Problem is they play the same position. That's why Tyler Adams looks like he's going to right back. You know, maybe we should look at McKinney as a right back and Tyler Adams in the middle. I don't hey. know about that, but you know that's something to consider down the line. McKinney was or very- just play with two center defensive midfielders. We could do that now. Of course, that would you, you would need uh, Bradley to move on. But those years will be back. I mean, this might be the last Gold Cup for Michael Bradley, right? I would think so. I mean, I'm, you know, still, we don't have the guy to get the 40-yard diagonal pass. He can still do that. That's why he's on this team. And that, uh, that's something that scares me. But you know what scares me even more? Like, we saw great 40-yard passes for Michael Bradley in this last game. What scares me is that we're playing against Guyana and we need to play the ball over the top. Yuck. You know, you think you think that this should be a game we could just dribble up and uh, put it in, but that that has not been the case. Um, distribution. I mean, we talk about it. You, you see it from. I think Aaron Long might be one of our better passing defenders, and that might be why he's on this on the team, and not a guy like like say Tim Parker, who is is an excellent defender, probably one of the best in the country, but just you don't want the ball at his feet, right? No, he can't just, he can't, you know, there's no distribution. It goes out of bounds or it's a turnover. That's, that's why Tim Parker's not on the team. But defensively, physical wise, he would be. Uh, you know, this, and like we, I mentioned before, I'm, they got to clean up this, this in the middle, the, in the middle mistakes. That's, that's the most alarming thing I saw in this game in the back four. It gets a good team. Jamaica's going to punish you. You give the ball away? The, the teams I mentioned before Costa Rica, Canada, Mexico, Honduras. Costa Rica looked very good this week. I they're going to punish yeah. you if you make those kind of mistakes. So it's interesting to see what Peralter goes forward. Uh, don't tell of- Rios that. He's going to come, uh, Baranone's going to come uh, back on and, and gloat. 
got to respect Costa Rica for what they've done, when, in, especially in the World Cup. we got to respect this country. Uh, but th- this is an alarming thing, especially with injuries, possibly to McKinney with a hamstring, Tyler Boyd with a groin. We might see more changes coming up going against Trinidad on Saturday night. The thing I'm going to look for is the, the, the middle of the park the defensive mistakes that, and the giveaways. That has to clean that up. That'll help the defense and the offense and the game overall will improve. Now, Trinidad and Tobago, if we want to talk about quality, they have 10 MLS players or 10 U.S.-based players on the roster. Only three are from MLS. The other seven are USL. So that kind of gives you a little idea. Um, I, I don't want to say too much because USL has had a good showing against MLS as of recently. We talked... Uh, recently about the Lamar Hunt Open Cup, um, but that's the quality we're looking. So, so, so we do have a get right game against uh, Trinidad and Tobago. Should should be easy, and I don't think we're we're obviously no, we're not going to play our best squad there. So it may be another week, a week and a half until we really have to start worrying about these injuries piling up and who's going to get on the field. But of course, we're going to be watching that game. Um, depending on when we are watching this podcast, it could be tomorrow. Um, so tomorrow's game, um, U.S. versus Trinidad and Tobago, um, really good stuff. We're something we're obviously looking forward to, and the return of MLS. We will be back next week. Alex, you uh, you looking ahead on the calendar, seeing what players we got, and uh, ready to make some predictions? Absolutely, it's time. And uh, you know, the Gold Cup and the Copa uh, America is starting to wind down. You're gonna see some increased MLS play, and we'll be roll on top of it. Absolutely, we'll have those predictions for you. Talk about some sportsbook stuff. Again, NFL is coming right at you. We have uh, our top 50 videos. You can click the link under um, subscribe and get updated on those as they come out. Sir Alex, thanks for taking the time out of your busy, busy schedule to be here with us today. Oh, it's great. To, it's, I, I always have time to talk soccer with you, Bob, and I can't wait till next week. Absolutely. Thank you. Now, we're going to go watch a little bit of the, the U.S. women's team game. We're actually recording right in the middle of it. Um, had some technical problems today. Um, the new studio's looking nice. Got a little new desk. I got my mug. I got my Giants helmet. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a good summer, and we're going to, to keep Bob, raising the quality. Be, I don't mean to interrupt it, but we have to tell our listeners how, all the ways to listen to our show now. I understand we have some oh, news to tell them. True. Now, I, I didn't know you knew of all these services. Um, I I thought when when you were a kid it was just uh like smoke signals you could send your podcast over. No, uh, I mean, my beeper just ran out of battery, so right now you can't contact me. Okay, probably. perfect, perfect. Now you can find us on YouTube. That is our our primary right now, but you can find us on the Apple Podcast Store, the Google Podcast, Google Play Podcast Store. You can find us on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify. That's a big one. We got on Spotify. I mean, come on, guys. Um, we applied to, to be on Alexa. So you could just like walk into someone's house and say, Alexa, play ID Sports Radio, and we'll be there. Unfortunately, I don't use Google products, and I don't want to invite the NSA into my house. So I don't know if that works yet. But maybe one of our listeners can comment below and let us know. Comment below, and we want to know this week, who's your favorite to win Gold Cup? Is it still the United States? Is it Jamaica? Is it Costa Rica? We want to know who you guys are rooting for, who you think um, has that chance. So however you're listening, comment, go to YouTube to uh, talk to us, or you can email me directly, bob at i80sports.com. And if you have any ideas for any future shows, anything you want us to talk about, anything you want us to talk less about, you can find us there. Um, Thanks for tuning in today. Alex, have a great weekend.